Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. I have a glamorous creative friend named Alexa Rossi. We both grew up in Miami Beach, and her new book, Showering with the Alligators, is about her travels around America in a recreational vehicle. It's filled with wry and witty mm-hmm. observations of Americana, the places and people of many parts of the South, Midwest, and West. Welcome, Alexa, to Places I Remember. Nice to see you. As a woman who used to be a South Beach maven, and you still live in Miami area, how did your charming book about discovering the other side of the United States come about? I met a man, and he convinced me to go in an RV with him. I had recently been widowed, and I thought, you know what? Life is short. I'm going to give it a try. So off we went. That's what it takes, somebody to get you out there. That's fantastic. Now, I have to ask you about the title, Showering with the Alligators. Tell us. So one of our very first trips was in Stark, Florida, known for the electric chair. Ah. Um, The shower in the little Airstream trailer was really tiny. So... T-Rex, who was my traveling person, I nicknamed him that, said, don't worry, go down to the shower house on the park and take all your stuff. So I walked down there with my Crocs and my soap on a rope, and there they were, alligators of every size off to the left. Well, (laughs) I got a big chill in the Florida heat, and then I realized that there was a chain link fence between me and the alligators. But that became the phrase for all the scary, fun adventures, and there were many. Sounds like a very good phrase to use. Okay, let's talk about some of the places and the situations and the people of the United States that you observed from RVing through the years. Uh, We'll go alphabetically. Tell us about the Vortex in Sedona, Arizona. Sedona is called the spiritual center of the United States. And the vortexes are swirling things that could be in your wine glass, could be in your swimming pool. But in this case, it's in the beautiful, beautiful mountains and flatlands of Sedona. So we picked a vortex to sit in and get a spiritual uplifting. I'm not sure it worked for us, but hundreds and thousands of people go there. Intuitives, healers, celebrities, actors, actresses. It's a gorgeous place. And I will tell you that it said, that when God created the earth, he or she decided they would live in Sedona. Ah, well, those red rocks are beautiful, whether you yes. see the vortex or feel it or not. Let's go to Colorado. You went to the Rubber Duck Derby. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, that was in Aspen. And so you see a lot of very upscale people making complete fools of themselves with little rubber duck bath toys. Each duck costs five dollars. They're all numbered, and they dump them into the Rio Grande River. It's not the big Rio Grande, but and then everybody gathers along the river to see whose duck is coming in first. The winner gets one million dollars. What? Few years? Yes, you heard me. So a few years back, maybe now inflation has upped the ante. Oh my goodness! But picture picture a waterway covered in yellow rubber ducks. I would imagine. And they were all wearing sunglasses. The ducks or the people? Yes, the ducks. 
Oh my God. Well, that's something I guess I would like to see. It reminds you me of You definitely would. It's yeah. an annual event. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Uh, let's go to Mermaids in Florida at Wikiwachi Springs. Tell okay. Us. So Mermaids in Florida, one of the, the last of the old Florida attractions. The day we went, they had brought in the mermaids from the 1950s and 60s. And of course, they were a little older, but they performed just like they were 18 years old, flashing their tails. And then they brought in the new one. And honestly, I reverted to being five years old, watching Us. a huge tank of bubbles and sparkles and definitely something to it reminds me of the actress Esther Williams from the 40s yes, and 50s. Yes. Yeah. It's a wonderful old fashioned place, I know, in Florida. When you go to these things, where do you stay? We have a big, thick directory of every RV park in the United States that's been rated. So we look ahead to see where we might be at the end of the day. And then we call up one of the parks and we ask them for a space. Most times we get it. And if not, if all else fails, you can sleep in the parking lot of a Walmart for free. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Mm -hmm. That's still going yeah. on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did an episode with a man who was also an RV expert. He said there are lots of clubs now where you can go stay at golf courses and country clubs and kind of upscale places as well. If you join the club, they'll allow that. So there's a variety of, of levels. I know that. Yes. Every kind of level. As long as you're out there and having fun. Exactly. Now, you were in an Airstream. Tell us about that. The first one was an Airstream, and it's just the most precious retro little piece of equipment. We did end up going to a place where they make the Airstream. It's uh -huh. in Ohio. And it's very interesting. They take such pride. Only one crew works on one Airstream. They do not switch off employees because when they finish and every little rivet and bolt, they can sit back and say, look, we, we made this one. Do they sign them like a work of art? <laughs> I looked. But they might. <laughs> I looked, but no. <laughs> it's called Jackson Center. And I said that if any alien ever came to the United States, they would think they landed in home territory because all the little shiny things are lined up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, let's go back to the road. How about Kentucky? You went to Noah's Ark in Williamstown, Kentucky. Tell us about that. Okay, well, we were in North Carolina. It was raining, raining, raining. And I said, boy, we could use an ark. And someone said, oh, there is one in <laughs> Williamstown, Kentucky. So we went over there. The ark is two football fields long. It is supposedly the largest timber wood structure in the world. And it is three floors. So apparently the other ark was three decks. It is a replica of Noah's Ark. It has everything that the Ark might have had, beautiful baskets, exotic carpets, hammocks. And they do have the animals, but they're outside the Ark. How many animals? I well, they had odd, you know, they had kangaroos and just all kinds of things. They were not inside. They were out. I would say that Noah would not have recognized this Ark <laughs> because it was air conditioning. It had Wi-Fi and a gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> I like this art. Okay, well, let's move along here from uh, Kentucky. We'll go to Montana. And there were lots of things you did there. I, I want to talk about the Sun Road, Glacier National Park. Oh, yeah, when you're in an yeah. RV, you have to sometimes take roads, you know, that are a little dicey. Tell us about that. It's called going to the Sun Road. And it smells like pine. And it's 
it's glowing and beautiful, quite frosty. It's all about the water. The first day we went was nasty and freezing, and we had to go back the second day, and we got the Chamber of Commerce day. It's about 50 miles on the motorcycle. Oh, my goodness. That's the RV. You had a motorcycle as well, so yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, we did. (laughs) You like that? I did, yes. I got to like it. I feel safe on it because T-Rex is a career pilot, and he's very careful, and no problem. But it's fun on the bike, yeah, and it, and it's so beautiful that you forget that you could, you know, fall off the glacier at any moment. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's the way to do it. Forget all those things. Part of the great thing about traveling like this is you get to meet people. And there are a couple of people in Montana that, when I was reading your book, I was struck with. There's Martha who raises worms. Tell us about her. Oh, Martha! Martha raised red wiggler worms, which I'd never heard of. And apparently they are the worms that we use to eat garbage. They love bacteria. They send them to coffee plantations because the coffee grows in two years instead of three. Martha also told me that the worms are bisexual, so they're all completely dateable. (laughs) Was Martha dateable? I didn't want to think about that. Okay. Well, we'll go from there. There's also Bob Wilson. You met a very interesting man in Deer Lodge, Montana. Tell us about him. We had toured the Montana State Prison, which is quite a foreboding, dark, depressing place. But across the street, there was a prison gift shop. And one of the officials in the Montana government had decided they wanted an inmate to run it. So this gentleman was picked out of several thousand other prisoners. He was exemplary. Anyway, we didn't really know much about it. We just went to the gift shop. So I told him we had just toured the prison. He told me he had been living there for, gosh, I don't know how many years. He was an accomplice to a murder. So it's the first time I had spoken with that kind of person. Well, that you was, know of, that you know of. It was completely delightful. And the door is wide open. He has a phone, but it can only call, you know, call the prison. He was quite shy. And he said when he started his job, the money looked so different because he hadn't seen it in 20 years. He was afraid to talk to people. But anyway, he's been there. So we bought a lot of beautiful things made by the prisoners. And the money goes toward their canteens or their family support. Yeah, that's whatever. what's so great about travel. You you meet people you otherwise obviously would know. And you never know. Right. Exactly. Let's talk about New Mexico. You mentioned aliens from another planet. How about Roswell, New Mexico, and the UFO convention? No, well, I'm lucky I'm still here. Uh, (laughs) We heard that they were having their annual UFO convention. So we went to Roswell, and Roswell is an out-of-this-world place. You know the great story about something falling from the sky many, many years ago, and they thought it was a UFO, and that's how Roswell became famous. So they do it up big. They have a parade. Walmart has a big float. It says, we've come to shop. The motels say, come crash with us. And it goes on and on. People are dressed up in neon, and they have a museum with little mummy aliens. And they even have a panel of people who have been abducted 
and come oh, back my. and talk okay. about it. But they're usually from the same kind of place. I, I don't know what that is, but they're usually in a rural area where, uh, <laughs> you know, nobody, not many city people say that, but that's fascinating. It's a, a, yes, and I did want to tell you that all the light poles in Roswell have alien heads on the top of them. Something I never would have known. Let's go to North Carolina. And there are a couple of things there that fascinated me from your book. One was the beauty pageant that you visited. Well, in Bakersville, North Carolina, they have an annual rhododendron festival. The rhododendron is a beautiful pink flower. And that time of year, it covers everything. It looks like a pink blanket. So we went over there to see the flowers and then found out that there would be a rhododendron queen crowned that very night in the high school. This is big. So we bought a $5 ticket. We found a great seat next to the runway. Craig was horrified that he had to sit through a beauty pageant. I'll bet. And then it began. And the girls came out one by one, each one so pretty, poised, nervous, wobbling in their high heels. They had to do a gown. They had to do bathing suit. He started to to less squirm than he was before. Right. And then he started to pick out who he thought would win. And these girls get scholarships. They are encouraged to live their life's dream. And you know what I say now is they realize they could be president of the United States or just the best damn manicurist in North Carolina. Right. Whatever works. Fascinating. Now, another thing I loved with women is the roller derby. That's something from the 1940s and 50s, way, way back. Tell us what's going on now with the roller derby. Well, that roller derby was in Asheville, North Carolina. And picture sale day at Loman. <laughs> the women are, well, here it is. The rules are you roll in a pack on roller skates. The idea is to get in front of the pack, and they all have to have a killer instinct, but they have something else going for them, which are their risque uniforms, and they have very raunchy nicknames. So in between the fishnets and the tube tops, you've got So Fonda giving stitches or Rigor Morticia and so on and so on. The rules say don't push. Don't shove, don't pull. They all pushed, shoved, and pulled. That's right. That's why the <laughs> rules were made. Very interesting combination of beauty pageants and roller derbies. I love it. Let's go to South Dakota and some of your experiences there. I know you went to Mount Rushmore and you visited some hot springs, but the thing that I was most interested in was Bike Week at Sturgis, South Dakota. Tell us about Bike Week. Well, picture 500,000 motorcycles Oops. cruising around. <laughs> Most of them are Harleys. Some of the guys come from uh, Europe. This is a big deal. And my feeling is it's their one chance to get away from whatever it is they do in real life. And it's a mixed bag. So we went on the BMW, which was a novelty. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. And, you know, one day we took a ride over to Wyoming to see the Devil's Tower. Do you remember that? Yes, from the movie. From uh... Yes. Close encounters. The bikers, some of them are very scary. Tattoos, do rags, you know, fringes, chains. They want you to take your clothes off, which I did not do. You know, for a string of beads, they they have to do better than that. Right. But um, when I did talk to some of the scarier ones, one was a sculptor. Many of them were lawyers, dentists. It doesn't matter. It's just their time out to have a great, great week. 
Very interesting. Again, meeting people and finding out things as you go on the road, which is what we love about travel. Texas, you went to the LBJ Ranch, the Lyndon Baines Johnson Ranch. Tell us a little about that. Well, it's near the hill country, which is so beautiful in Texas. Texas Rangers were out there. Regardless of your political views, LBJ had a very, very interesting personality. And as big and bold as he was, the ranch was what they called their heart place. And it's acres and acres. And after he died, they donated it so anybody can come in. But you can go through the house. You can see the hideous shag carpeting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There were telephones in every room. There were televisions. But it's free range. So when you drive through the property, there could be a horse, there could be a cow, there could be a deer scampering in front of you. So we really loved it for its beauty. It's a very calm, restful place. And I imagine that the world leaders who came there were very surprised because of the contrast to his big, bold personality. Yeah. Well, let's go to Utah. I know you went to hear the Mormon Tabernacle Choir in Salt Lake City, but you also floated in the Great Salt Lake. Can you still float? Is there enough water in there to float? Because I know climate change is getting to be a problem. Yeah, I'm not sure. This was a few years back, but you clearly can float. You don't think so. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there with an invisible chair. So I was so glad that I had that experience. And then, of course, when you get out, you have enough salt on you to make 100,000 meals. Yeah, fun to do. The area of Utah, I just have to mention, the canyon area is one of the most beautiful places in America. I'm sure you drove through them. I know from the book. Did you have a favorite canyon? Can't have a favorite. It's like your children. You know, with each turn, you go, oh, God, look at this one, look at this one. It's exceptional. It is. Obviously, you learn lots of things on the road. One of the things I learned is that people are people. And status is universal, but it's just the symbols. In Iowa, it could be somebody's corn crop. And in Miami Beach, well, (laughs) flash and blue. A Lamborghini. (laughs) Right. Well, the name of the podcast is Places I Remember. So, Alexa, out of all your stories and all your experiences, can you share one favorite with us to end it? Well, for me, I love meeting different people. And so it was the serendipitous meeting with a woman in a shoe store in Miami, Florida. We just had an instant connection. Turned out she was from Kentucky and we exchanged names and addresses. So when we were leaving Jackson Center, Ohio, I looked at the map and I went, oh, there's Kentucky. I'm going to call this lady. And T-Rex said, you are going to call a lady. You met one time in a shoe store. I don't believe it. Well, you know, I'm not traveling with Ann Landers. Anyway, I called her. She was delighted. She had this syrupy Southern accent. She invited us to their beautiful ranch with racehorses, which is why she was in Miami to begin with, running at Gulfstream. They were the most lovely couple. She had won many trophies riding horses. He had been a banker. They were very, very down to earth. We became lifelong friends. And they are now gone. I get a little emotional. But I was able to contact their son, who now has my book, and gave me permission to use their names, which I don't have to. But meeting people, that's it. That's it for me. It's my favorite thing. Absolutely. You know, I've 
been doing many episodes. We're almost at 100 now. And so many times the ending memory is about people, no matter where in the world, no matter how glamorous or how beautiful the scenery. It's the people that matter to so many of us. So thank you for sharing that. Very touching. And thank you so very much, Alexa Rossi. You're the author of the charming, funny memoir of your RV adventures in the U.S. Keep on going out there and sleeping with the alligators. Aren't we lucky that we get to go? Yeah. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember. So follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, PlacesIRememberLealane.com, and keep making your own travel memories.